Stakes is high. Thank you for tuning in. Yeah, look. We back up in the building now. Hey, yo, we about to tear the building down like a 757 on 9-11. Street smart niggas with the wisdom of a reverend. All the eyes stacked against us. We still the ones you should bet with. Shark confess the waters interact your own discretion. Swimming with piranhas trying not to get your flesh beat. Yeah, real podcast for people that's really real. CC and Jones tell you how they feel. Every Wednesday when you hit play, you gon' laugh and learn something from this discussion. We going up. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Stakes is High podcast, a real podcast, having real conversation with real people. And I am Jones. What up, TC? What's good? What's happening, my brother? I am chilling, man. How about yourself? Man, you know me, blessed more than I should be. You know. Hey, we ain't got, we did not have enough, yet again. Y'all think we playing, man. We man, didn't get any submissions. Too cool for school, man. <laughs> too cool, man. <laughs> I told you, I had people told me, and they repeated it to me. I'm like, yo, you got to submit that. And they, bar for bar. They and they still it. didn't do it. It's all good. It's all good. Slacking, man. It's all right. <laughs> somebody somebody going to hear it and take us up on the offer, man. Yeah. Hey, and you know what? They going to get something very, very nice yeah we got something for the person we got something for the person that they're running back for sure we ain't gonna tell you who or what (laughs) yeah what's going on brother chilling man uh you know we got some some good weather uh uh rolling through us right now man uh got out briefly last weekend yeah enjoyed the city for a quick 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 second man to this fire uh they got y'all shut down boy yeah, yeah, yeah. They they got indoor and all that stuff shut down. Um, outdoor still, yeah. cool. That's why I was glad, man. We was like uh, upper sixties, low seventies. I think it was like upper sixties. Enjoy and, uh, it while you yeah. can. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, and uh, this week is Courtney's birthday, man. Oh, so man. happy it's, birthday, you know, birthday, Courtney. Yeah, man, Dude. appreciate it. And it's uh, <clears throat> you know, November, baby. She rarely gets any good weather. It's supposed to be like seventy on her birthday. Oh, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we excited about that, man, because obviously I've been with her for some time. So I think it's, it's been cold, raining, yeah. snowing, all of that, you know. So it's, it's this is a, this is different. This yeah, is different. Yeah, no doubt, man. Um, hey, today, election ahead. day. Yeah, election day, man. When this comes out, we're pro- we still not going to know who our we, president is. We're going to know, man. No, we're not, bro. We're going to know. All right. All right. We ain't going to know who our president is. going to know in the morning? No, no, no. We're gonna probably have the results of today, but all those uh, those early you voting. Said like May or something crazy last time. Nah, I just March bullshit. Or something. I just bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> nah, but you know the, all those early votings and stuff like that. I don't think they're gonna have that in. But you know we're probably gonna have close to a, an idea, but I don't think we're gonna know tomorrow. But maybe you know. And we record. They, uh, I was watching the coverage. They they've already. I mean they they done are done like tallying a lot. They already started calling some states. They tallied a lot of yeah. early votes already. So the ones that are, uh, were just closing their polls, you know, Eastern Standard Time and Shiars just closed. It's a little bit after seven here. Yeah. They got to start counting up joints too, man. Some so of I them South Carolina. those numbers. I think some of them South Carolinas and some of them places that they know that's going to be, you know, red states or blue states, you know what I'm saying? Trump, but those, Trump but those, won y'all state. Of course. All, off deck, they, yeah. they already announced it. Nah, that, did they? I just saw the news. They said, I thought it said like a small percentage of it was in, but I don't know, man. Anyway, um, man, prayers up to anybody who's having any uh, election. This is crazy. Election anxiety and some um, some of, you know, some of the depression and just some of the things that people got going on and the concern and worry, man. Prayers up to you guys. You're going to be good. You still going to have to go to work tomorrow. So, hey, man, just, just you know, keep on moving. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, but, yeah, man, uh, we'll see. We'll see. I ain't worried. You worried? You're going to see. I'm, I don't know, man. I'm looking right now, uh, uh, showing Joe Biden up, man, currently. Nah, man, that don't make no difference. Uh, electoral votes, 85 to 55 yeah. to, uh, for Donald, man. So, we'll see. Uh, vote count, Trump is up. Uh, 2% vote count Yeah uh, So yeah man We're gonna see dog I don't know I don't Yeah know. man Well yeah man let's... I'm gonna keep this ticker I'm gonna keep this ticker up man See what Not changes me. Over the next hour Not me I'm going <clears throat> to bed after this <laughs> Oh 
Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna watch it to the end. I'm gonna stay up. Man. You can't go to bed after this. I hear, Today, Tuesday? I hear our guest talking about some grandpa. She called me grandpa a few times because I be going to bed early. Oh <laughs> hey. uh, man, but All yeah, right. man. Um, let's get the, let's get this episode moving, man. And before we get this episode moving, we want to give a huge shout out to Tunisia, man. She came through last yeah. week and uh, blessed the podcast, man. Came through with a great story. And man, great content. Very transparent about what she had going on, man. From her, from her uh, being at the bottom and just being on her back, struggling all the way to being successful. And you know, through the through the strength of prayer and therapy and just family support, man, mm-hmm. she she was able to get through some of those struggles, man. So, I mean, thank you for coming through. Um, hopefully, she'll come back, man, and give us some more good content. But TC, if they want to listen to that episode and any of our past episodes, where can they find us, brother? At Stakes is Higher Pod. That's on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All of our episodes you can find on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. And if you have any comments, questions, concerns, or interested in being a guest on the show, please shoot us an email at StakesIsHighPod at gmail.com. Cheer, 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 cheer. Hey, man, y'all submit them uh, intros, man. We want to see what y'all got, you know? You know? But anyway, man, I'm excited about this episode, man. Um, I have been trying to get this person on probably now, man, probably for over a year. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, man. Mm. And you know, like Slack. I always... Nah, I didn't even really... That. <laughs> ah, there we go. That's what I... I see, she, I see she put it back on mute. She put it back on mute. She, she, she ain't lying. Nah, but let me tell you, man, like I always tell you, man, when it comes down to certain people like uh, like BJ and all the other people that... Other people that I've tried to get on, man, it's just like, you know, if the time wasn't right, it wasn't right. But I think the time is perfect now because the last time I tried to get our guest on, we was just going to have general conversation. Now she's shaking and baking and doing some things things out here that's necessary to talk about and it's going to be good you know what i mean but anyway i met this person i met i met our guest damn how long has it been uh, a couple years it's been a couple years couple years it's yeah been, i want to say maybe three years in detroit maybe three years yeah, yeah, what was yeah. It, like 2017 yeah something like that yeah because we... i think i was still in grad school yeah yeah i met my guest three years ago man always been solid um uh, super good people, man. Uh, she a snap if you if you let her. They call her killer. Um, <laughs> she, she, she a snap if you don't watch yourself. But nah, man. But, but super super intelligent, man. Uh, very motivated. What we talking about today, man? We talked about it probably like a year ago, and I remember she had to educate me on this on this topic. And you know, man, when you see your people and you see people out there putting their their dreams and their goals into fruition, man, and putting them out there and saying, yo. I, I had a dream, I had a plan, and I'm doing it. And now she's doing it, so I definitely want to get her on here and and, and talk about that. And then the things she got going on, man, she out here making some food, thinking she could cook with the infused, the goodies in it and all that good stuff. So, but anyway. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Look, TC, I I, TC ears popped open on that one. <laughs> but, uh, man, you know, I, sweet, sweet, spicy treats, I'll rep that all day. But what, what else you got? What else you got to offer? Yeah, we're going to talk about so it, man. I do the savory. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, man. But anyway, we got Kayla in the house. Killer, what's up, girl? Ain't shit. Another day, another dollar. How are y'all today? Man, Thank you good. for having me. Thank you for inviting me. I'm yeah. I'm glad I was like, you know, able to come on. Yeah, I haven't podcasted I'm... in a while. Yeah, yeah. So. You usually highlight on a podcast, brother. Shout out to shout out to the podcast brothers. I know you guys usually, you know, usually kind of be like their kind of their guest co hosts on their show. So, you know, shout out to them, you know. Yeah. Yeah, you done been on a lot of people, man. You done you done ran through I the... <laughs> So they used to tease me. You little podcast like thought. Oh, <laughs> nah, shut I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Oh, <laughs> right. Yeah. They used to um who they That's Paco. Like Paco. Hey, Paco the podcast thought. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> Shout out to Paco. Shout out to Paco. It's crazy show. Yeah. But um but yeah, somebody used to tease me and say that I was a freelance podcaster. I used to be like, shut up. It's not my fault that people want to hear what nah, I have to man, say. You, you usually when you highlight on podcasts, I can really say, man, you really bring special, like, you know, you 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 bring a little a part to the podcast that's needed. So, you know, man, that's, I'm glad you're here for ours now, you know? Thank you. Yes, finally. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, man, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where you at? I know um, people can hear that accent a little bit on certain when you, get, especially when you get mad. I'd be like, "Where you from?" <laughs> I 
don't have an accent. Everybody else Come has on. an accent. But <laughs> I do not have an accent. I, we Philadelphia is the birthplace of this nation. Anything outside of Philadelphia Say, look, is look, an look. accent. <laughs> Anything outside of Philadelphia is out of the norm. But if you can't tell by now, I am from Philly. Thank you all for tuning in today. Um, my name is Kayla. <laughs> like uh, like Jones said, um, I do a lot of things. I am a public health professional. That's the umbrella. Um, for my nine to five, I actually work in the world of HIV and AIDS. Um, I'm a linkage coordinator. So basically, I, I'm a short-term case manager for people living with HIV. Um, I started out as a tester. So, well, as an HIV and STI tester. So I was drawing blood, collecting pee, <laughs> hmm. and, and butt and throat swap samples and sending them to the city. Um, like I said, now for my nine to five. Um, I'm a linkage coordinator for people living with HIV and then um, on the side, well, hopefully I, I, my goal is to leave my nine to five. I definitely am um, starting to love the taste of the entrepreneur life. But so I have two businesses. Um, one business that uh, Jones mentioned is my infused foods business. And I do, I make food. I don't do sweets. Everybody, you know, when you mention infused food or edibles, they automatically default to the cakes and the candies and all that. Um, but I like savory food. I do food. Um, and actually I do it with my dad my dad's a chef. He's been a chef almost 30 years. Um, so we do it together and I'm, I'm most known actually for, of, of all the things that we're able to make, you know, niggas are simple. I'm most known for my wings and mac and cheese. I was going to say that mac That's and cheese. What, yeah. <laughs> like, what's, the, what's, the, what's the, you know, top selling item? Yes, yeah. those are the wings signature items. Yes, especially the wings. Like, I and I grill them. So I grill them first and then I bake them. So I wake up early and, you know, people... And, and of course, you know, it takes time to kind of, you know, build your clientele or whatever. But now it's to the point where, like, I'm I'm starting to set up outside and my neighbors start coming out the house. They start smelling the food or smelling <laughs> the smoke. They're like, you cooking today? I need this. I need that. So um, that's really that, fun. And it's been fun to watch that grow. Yeah. That the you talking about just regular wings or you talking about infused wings? Like the neighbors coming through and just like eating infused wings, you saying? Oh, right yeah. Now? Yeah. What? <laughs> What yeah, street I you have, live on? <laughs> I live in Philly. Everybody. There you like, go. She lives. She said Philly. <laughs> yeah, sure. I live in Philly, and it's funny. I actually a lot of my neighbors. Well, my half of the block that I live on is a lot of um, elderly people, retired people. A lot of the people. A lot of my neighbors that come to buy food are old, yeah. like yeah, in yeah. their sixties, yeah. early seventies. Um, and then of course, you know, I have a couple people like my age, whatever. Um, with the wings, I do make regular wings because I have a couple of friends who, uh, you know, for whatever reason, they can't ingest, you know, cannabis. But they're like, but I really want your wings. Yeah. So I, I was yeah. like, all right. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, there's still money to be made. I just charge, you know, for regular wings, it's dollar wings. And then, you know, I have my different prices for the infused wings. So um, that's that. And then my other business, which is the business that I've actually like, you know, LLC and all. Um, that is my birth work business. So I Yeah, am... we're going to talk about that. Hold on. Yeah, don't go. Hold on. 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 I'll be giving it away, too. Yeah, you great go all the way in and kill it. And we're going to be done in 15 minutes. Like, ah, that episode One of the things I do want to talk before we jump into, you know, your your new, you know, new thing that you worked on for a year. Um, we kind of got started. I know there was a, you know, an incident in Philly that was going on, man. And I know, you know, along with the pandemic and everything like that, how, how's things, how's the temperature been there, man? And how's, how's the city doing? Oh, um, well, the, the young guy who was um, killed by the police, that was actually like around the corner from my house. I Damn. live at 58th and Cedar he was killed at 61st in Locus. Um, so very close in proximity. Um, of course, police presence was high. Helicopters nonstop. The helicopters were, you know, hovering above us for so long that actually my light fixture came out my ceiling Damn. and almost fell on my back. Um, wow. because the, the helicopters were hovering so low and for us for so long. Um that and 
riding around well i mean obviously i wasn't just like frolicking outside because cops were everywhere Mm -hmm. but um people were tearing like the looting was was crazy um there's a it's a street i live in west philadelphia um there's a street it's like a (laughs) 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 actually no germantown's where i'm from top size somerville very bad from Philadelphia. Who knows? Um, <laughs> hey, hold on. Pause but... your story. One time, I, <laughs> hey, bro. One time, I was talking to Kayla on the phone, and she's in traffic. Bro, the Philly come out like a mug when she come out when she was on shit. In traffic. Well, traffic is horrible like whenever you're whenever i'm traveling somewhere it's the worst getting out to and coming in to philly like that's always the longest part of the drive you can tell she's from philly, philly when she's driving boy that accent come out like crazy but yeah man because people drive crazy people really <laughs> drive crazy and, and i always say that about just living on the east coast in general everyone is everyone is always in a rush everything is so congested our streets are little as hell like everyone's so mean to each other everybody wants to cut everybody off and get there first and it's like dog if you get in an accident you're not going to get there on time so Shit, slow you, down you ever been on the dan ryan you ever been on the dan ryan <laughs> what's that it's that, uh, the highway out here in chicago, chicago. they be wildin', bro. <laughs> wildin'. yeah everything you saying that's all i'm thinking about the dan ryan Man, when you bro. drive up in chicago you shot do, hey when you ryan. when you drive up in chicago you gotta drive like you from chicago like look and i'm from up. here too <laughs> you know what I mean? if you yeah. could see if you could see the Sox stadium you, you better turn but even before then you better turn your aggressive driving on yeah. but if you, if you could see that yeah you guarantee yeah. rate Comiskey Park whatever you want to call it hey man <laughs> yeah but I'm up. sorry Kayla you said um, you know with just the high tension and you know the oh yeah and the, the looting and all that um, so of course that's what drew the heavy police presence and the looting again you know I live on 58th the looting was on 56th second street so it's like we were literally boxed in between where the person was killed at and where a lot of the unrest was going on Damn. um it got to the point where national guard was here they were blocking off major streets national guard still here um the other day what was that halloween that they deployed a whole bunch of national guards state troopers all that stuff they were parading around all day all night um because somebody there was something circulating that they were going to do that you know people in philly were going to purge on uh halloween night yeah so everyone's like okay what do you mean purge as in go downtown and fuck up the municipal buildings or like purge go knock a door on the door and killing innocent people like so that had everybody on edge i'm not really a fan of halloween anyway um for several reasons so i I was never the one to like get dressed up or go out and stuff um but with that i'm like oh gosh like is this really (laughs) gonna happen but of course it didn't people be all talk of course but you know it's you know what's crazy about that whole? I'm, you know, we kept saying we were saying the shooting, but just to confirm to listeners, we're talking about Walter Wallace Jr., right? Yes. So, like, just the whole like the shooting, and it's like what's going on with like evidence from that, and then like planning with the election, like it's all crazy. Like they withholding like body cam footage until after the election. Mm-hmm. I just feel like they trying to create but it's this no little point. perfect no storm. Point in- yeah, there's no point in hiding the footage. Like literally, there was a person in their car right yeah. there when the person yeah, got I, shot. That like the yeah. entire thing. Yeah. Like, I watched it no one need. time, man. And I couldn't watch yep. it no more. I was like, nah, I can't do it, man. Yeah, that was so sad. Man, that, that mother. Just, they did his, not have to do him like that. When his mother cried, I was like, oh, I can't watch this no more, man. Yeah, yeah, I can't yeah man. No more, man. We've seen, you know, it's it's it's. After yeah. a while, it's trauma porn. It's like, how many times do we have to watch our own get shot? Like, and I, it, it bothers me sometimes. Like, I, I understand the importance of, you know, recording these things, documenting these things so that the word gets out or whatever. But at a point, it's like when people keep reposting and sending it to people and watching it over and over, it's like people call it like trauma porn. It's yeah. like, are, like, what what do you get out of you know, circulating it and some of the weird commentary that starts to arise yeah. and people making jokes and picking apart. You know, black people love to pick apart stuff and start, you know, the conspiracy theorists come. <laughs> yeah. And right. then you know how, well, in Philly, we call it grinding people up. Like people say, oh, look at his shoes, look at this, look at her hair and, and making jokes about that. And it's like, what is funny about 
this young man who was struggling with mental health getting killed like a fucking dog in broad daylight in front of his mother and his entire block like what <laughs> like I, I don't understand yeah you can't even say like a dog anymore because they treat their dogs better than yes them, hello yeah, hello. Yeah, for sure. You know what's crazy, man? And I think the worst thing out of all of this, and we, like you said, continuing to see it over and over and over, we become numb to it. And then mm-hmm. the seriousness or the lack of emotion leaves when we see someone like that that's getting killed. And we just be like, all right, on to the next thing. Before, you know, before we were able to see it over and over, you know, we was like, you know, when they seen Emmett Till's casket, they that caused some ruckus nowadays we can see something like that and just be like oh, okay on to the next post keep you know scrolling. what i'm saying yeah we're gonna keep yeah, scrolling keep you know scrolling. what i mean so i think it's just the 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 continued of seeing that over and over it's just kind of like damn yo like this yeah. whew, that's rough it's like you it's like you never get to heal and then like you said you become desensitized to it especially yep. with everything that's been going on you know this year Yep. It's like you you never have a chance to get yourself together from anything. And then I think also, um, I would say for people, I guess, you know, quote unquote, like us who aren't necessarily, you know, down and out or struggling. It's like that constant, those constant extreme highs and extreme lows. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, in the midst of an election and a pandemic and possibly losing my nine to five and people getting killed, docked off like flies left to right. You know, I'm still, you know, people are still being born and people are still opening businesses and having birthdays and celebrating all these things. And it's like literally one day I'm celebrating, you know, uh, an accomplishment. And then the next day, like somebody dies. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) And it's like, it's rough, man. It's you rough. You can't even you can't even fully experience an emotion without then having to experience the complete opposite emo- complete opposite emotion. It's like it's a lot. It's yeah. really a lot. It is. It is, man. Yeah, but yeah. So still I rise. There you go. Still I rise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. We gotta, you know, throughout all the bullshit and through all the smoke, man, you gotta try to figure out a way to continue to you know like you said rise and smile and do what you got to do and try to get your energy right outside of all that bullshit you know what i mean so but speaking of good energy man um i talked to you like i said a year ago and you had to educate me on 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 a couple things i had never heard of it's funny i can't believe it's been a year yeah it's been about a year i i had put it in a group i told tc i was like yo i got a guest man i told him he was like yo what's that i said that's the same thing i said <laughs> we was talking about a doula and i was just mm-hmm. like you know what i'm saying so but anyway before we get to it man i, I wanted to i wanted to um where's your where's your where's your you know your compassion comes from like as far as your nine to five and even just kind of like with your new venture what you're doing you know your new business that you started where, 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 where'd you get that from where's that where'd that come from my compassion yeah huh. i feel like i get it from my grandma mm. my grandma has when i tell you honestly the simplest way to describe her is my angel on earth like she is the epitome of like unwavering loyalty <laughs> like the honestly the the epitome yeah. of it at least when it comes to me i can't vouch for anybody yeah. but <laughs> um but i would i would say my grandma also i will also have to credit my great grandfather for my interest in i guess like public health in general and health general mm-hmm health and wellness um because i somebody asked me a question like this a while ago and i really had to think about like why do i like the body and blood and weird stuff um but my great-grandfather so for years you always calling me old um for years (laughs) i lived with my great-grandparents that's where Um, i lived with them yeah i lived (laughs) with them until i was five well actually i stayed with them during the week and then on the weekends i would go to my mom's house um and my great-grandfather rest his soul he had diabetes he had type 1 diabetes and every day he would you know prick his finger do the blood sugar he was very organized very meticulous he had one notepad he had one piece of um to to write down his blood or his blood sugar every day and then he would take it to the doctor every month he had one napkin so after he pricked his finger he would do one dot on his napkin and they were all in the line for like Mm. the day 
a week and by that as a child because you figure you're I'm three years old watching my great-grandfather prick his finger every morning um and I, w- I was just fascinated by that and it was to the point where literally there would be times he was taking his blood sugar and he had to tell me to like back up some because mm. I was so close to his <laughs> finger and stuff I was I was fascinated by it, and that's why I've never never been a- afraid of blood never been afraid of needles I remember when I was a child you know you get start getting your um immunizations in grade school and everything I remember doctors would like ask my parents, was everything okay with me? Because, you know, kids are usually hollering and screaming and they're <laughs> yeah, getting yeah. their, their yeah. immunizations. And then I'll be looking like, looking at you. them like, okay, y'all ready? Y'all are like, yeah. come on, what's up? You, oh, you inquisitive. <laughs> yeah. you probably trying to figure it out. Yeah, yeah I, I used to be like, all right, like, what's up? What's next? Because, you know, it's a little pinch. It's nothing crazy. Getting shots aren't that bad. But yeah. they thought like something that happened to me or I was like traumatized at some point because I was just so... You know, they've never seen a child so calm. Um, but I definitely credit that to my uh, to my grandma yeah. and my great-grandfather. That's what's up. Because, you know, I, I ask you, man, because um, I hear it in your voice, the passion. And like I said, just just the, 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 the love you have when it comes down to talking about your 9 to 5. Uh, oh, sorry about that, y'all. I'm at work. But anyway... All right, there we go. <laughs> so, just, I was like, look, is that the siren? Nah, nah, that's the radio. I'm going to turn that down. But anyway, um, you know, when you talk about your nine to five and you start talking about like just dealing with your patients and dealing with like people who have HIV or, um, excuse me, who have AIDS and just, just like your love for it, you know what I'm saying? And just like, I, I ask that question because I always like when you talk about it, you, you know, um, I saw that in you, you know what I'm saying? So I, that's why I wanted to ask that. And now with the new, with the new venture that you have going on this, I've seen that same, that same passion and that same, you know, compassion you have for just that, just wanted to be a part of that and be a part of these women's lives. But tell us what it is and kind of give us an introduction of what, you know, what you got going on now with the, with the doula thing. All right. So with that, so the name of the business is the Emerald Doula. Um, I started with that because Emerald is my birthstone. Shout out to all the May babies, Tars babies in particular, May 17th. But um, I started that, well, backspace. So while I was in grad school, um, getting my MPH, that's when I first learned about um, basically the horrible outcomes um, and the, the staggering statistics for black and brown birthers in the United States. Um, it pissed me off and it also scared me. And to be honest, it's one of the reasons why I don't have kids yet um, because I'm scared, I'm terrified. And even with the statistics of, you know, regardless of socioeconomic status, regardless of education, nutrition, health, overall health and all of that, I'm still more likely to die during or shortly after childbirth than a white woman with an eighth grade education mm-hmm. um and that's scary um so i learned about that and that was uh ooh, that was like 2016 when i took that class and i was like at some point i have to do something about this like i'm, I'm on my little hiv wave right now but at some point i need to circle back to helping pregnant people and at the time i didn't know what a doula was um so fast forward to 2019 when I was at my where I currently work for my nine to five I was speaking to my supervisor and she told me what a doula was because I started talking to her about you know wanting to do something with pregnancy and HIV Um, because it all falls under the umbrella of sexual reproductive health anyway Mm -hmm. so um so yeah so my supervisor told me what a doula was I started doing my research and I was like Nigga, I want to do that, and <laughs> I, like, I want to do that, and I wanted to, and I feel like I have a different approach because a lot of times, and there's nothing wrong with it, but a lot of times, um, well, I won't say a lot of times. Sometimes people who are doulas, they don't always. You don't have to have a formal education to become a doula because, at the end of the day, childbirth is instinctual in the United States, and I, and in, I guess you could say in the industrialized medical system in general they've they've turned childbirth into like a medical procedure instead of a life event Mm. um and 
you know, a lot of that is, is driven by money, of course. They want you in and out as soon as possible. They don't care what happens. So you just hurry up, pop the baby out, get out. So the next one could come in. And um, like I said, I just I just learned about all the horrible stuff that's been done to black birthers and people of color when it comes to pregnancy and birth um, and postpartum, which is a, which is what a lot of people forget about the postpartum period. Yeah, we're, let's let's talk about some of those things because you you made a you state made a statement in the, in the beginning when you were saying that you know black women are more likely to die than a white woman with an eighth grade education. Let's talk about some of those reasons and some of the some of the medical issues that that are that black women have that may be overlooked or things that you know that will cause that statistic to be high you know well there's medical bias um doctors don't listen um you know when a lot of times with these stories that you hear of young and older black women being pregnant and you know dying during or shortly after childbirth you know, beforehand, they'll say, well, they were telling their doctor that they've been in pain or they were telling their doctor they, they've had X, Y and Z and the doctor brushes them off. You know, one of the medical biases is that um, black people have a higher pain tolerance and also that we, we are over we, we over exaggerate or we're over expressive. Um, but it's but again, that's that's racism in medicine, because why why would black people have a higher pain tolerance? like why what, what's so different about us um so like i said they, they don't listen to black women um like i said you know the it's it, just talking about it makes me so angry sometimes because it's just ridiculous and again these are medical doctors doing this to you know everyday people right. um a lot of times they like i said it's it's become a medicalized event so they want to they encourage things like um, you know, inducing a pregnancy. So they'll say, and actually somebody just said this to me the other day and I wanted to say something to her so bad, but it wasn't the right time to say because we were at dinner. Um, but she said that she was being induced because she was carrying, you know, full term and they were like, oh, well, the baby is fully grown. So, you know, basically the baby's fully grown. It doesn't need to be in there any longer. So we let's induce the labor so you're not mm -hmm. pregnant anymore. But there's nothing wrong with carrying past the 37 to 40 weeks. That's that's completely fine. That's completely normal. Um, but again, with this whole, you know, turn them in and out as soon as possible so we can get the next one in. Yeah. They don't care about what's natural. They care about time and money. Um, mm. So that's another thing that they do. Um, of course, blood pressure, uh, preeclampsia, that's a big thing with, with African-American uh, women. Um, that, and that's developing the high blood pressure during pre during pregnancy. Um, uh, what's another thing that often leads to oh, hemorrhage? So again, um, one of the things, one of the common medical interventions with childbirth is um, using pitocin to induce the labor. And pitocin is basically uh, synthetic. I forget how to pronounce it. Oxytocin, which is like that feel-good hormone, and it's the hormone that helps you, you know, give birth. Um, so with the Pitocin that kind of like speeds up the process, yeah. um, but it can be potentially harmful to the mother and baby. And it's, and it basically makes your contractions closer together and a lot stronger, mm. um, which can, like I said, which can cause fetal distress. Yeah. Um, and sorry, what you going to say? No, I was going to say, so like, you know, it's, it's very interesting here in this where it's like. Like you said, even just as something as beautiful as a, a woman giving birth, like you said, it almost turns into like a, like you like you said, a medical procedure. Get you in, get you out, get home, and all right, cool, do your thing. But one of the things, I guess, I guess my my question is with with you guys, with with all the 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 language that you were using and and just some of the things that happened to these black women. What is a doula's responsibility during these times if you guys start noticing some of these things that the doctor's doing? And also, is there kind of like is there kind of like some agreement that you have to sign with like the doctor and the patient or how's that? How's that work? Well, so the purpose or I guess one of the primary role of a doula is to provide emotional and physical support. But everything in theory is non-medical um, doulas in theory, are not trained medical professionals. And I say in theory because someone could just be, you know, a doula and just provide, like I said, the, the mental, emotional, physical support. Uh, but, for example, you know, someone like me, you know, I, I have I have a, 
um, certification in phlebotomy. So, and like, I know how to, you know, draw somebody's blood. I am certified in CPR and, and first aid, and I, I know how to do some medical, well, quote unquote, medical duties. But for the purposes of, you know, being a doula, I'm, I shouldn't, and I'm, quote unquote, not allowed to perform those duties. Um, another thing that's, that's a common mis- or mix up is um, midwives and doulas. So a midwife. My grandmother was a midwife. Yeah. So so a midwife can perform the obviously the the medical tasks Mm -hmm. and do the examinations and you know take blood pressure and deliver the baby. Yeah. yeah. Um, But a doula cannot do that, unless a mid now midwives can also be doulas. Mm. So in that case, if if that's the situation, then a midwife can you know obviously deliver the baby and do some of those holistic things that a doula provides um but like i said a doula only provides uh, emotional support so and that's well they have full spectrum doulas um so obviously during pregnancy you know coming up with a birth plan educating clients on you know childbirth um anatomy what's going on with your body while you're giving birth because that's uh, a lot, the healthcare system thrives off of patients ignorance and yeah. you know when you're using all this big terminology and you know if if, a, if someone doesn't know what's happening to their body while it's happening of course they're going to panic and just listen to the medical because they know what they, gonna... they should be the best they know the best they know what they're talking about and yeah. that's what most people think but yeah, and they might know what they're talking about, but do they have your best interest at heart? There you go. More, more times and often they don't. Um, so a doula, now it's not a doula's job to make the decisions for you when it comes to your birth. It's more so um, a process of, like I said, educating that client, educating them on their rights, and ultimately giving them the tools so that they can advocate for themselves, so that they can ask, you know, if, if a doctor wants to do a membrane sweep, why? Is that medically necessary, you know, or if I'm having pain or whatever, my, my blood pressure is this, my teeth are doing this, you know, um, can, can I get testing? Can I get this? Can I get that? And, you know, if a doctor wants to deny you or do whatever, you know, knowing the language to say, um, you know, well, I need you to document in my chart that I requested something and you Those refused. Things. I got you. I got you. you know, so are you, like are you, that. are you at the doctor's appointment with them? Like you, cause you said client. So that person becomes your client. Is it kind of like mm-hmm. up to that client to take you with them to their appointments or is it a situation where you just kind of giving them the education beforehand? I can be, um, I can go to appointments with the clients if they want to. Now, obviously with COVID that looks different. Yeah, um, so yeah. I have had to, in the midst of building my business, like FaceTime me. To, <laughs> yeah, literally you can do that. And, and most, and most places are, are open to that. Most, um, hospitals and birth centers are, are open to that. Um, cause usually in most instances you're allowed like one or two support persons anyway to right, like come right. with you. Right. So, um, but it, it depends on the clients. Some clients, you know, they don't have anybody to, to support them. You are their support person. Yeah, so obviously yeah. you can go. Um, and then in other instances, they got mom, dad, partner, brother, sister, whoever. So you have no choice but to either, you know, be FaceTimed in or afterwards. Um, what I plan on having clients do is if, if I can't be with them at that actual meeting or be on FaceTime, have, you know, do a debrief and ask them, you know, do you understand what went on in gotcha. that meeting? You know, let's look up some definitions and piece this thing together so that you truly understand what's going on. Because, again, a lot of times we're navigating this healthcare system. If you're not in healthcare or just don't have a basic understanding of even just the, the simplest terminology, um, you know, you kind of get lost in the sauce. You're like, whatever. I mean, what's the cheapest? <laughs> Like, yeah. give me that. You know what I mean? But it's like, it's like, the, hey, could be life or death. it's like the small writing on a, on a cell phone contract. You'd be like, man, I don't know what that said. Just let me get my cell phone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yada, yada, yada. Basically, I'm signing my life away, whatever. Exactly. Like, whatever. What's the cheapest? Oh, you know, what's the cheapest option? Whatever. Exactly. Put me on a payment plan. I'll be all right. Exactly. Um, man, prepping for this call, man, I found out Erica Badu's a doula. And she was there for oh, Tiana, yeah. for Ter- uh, for Tiana Taylor's child. I remember that. I was asleep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, like that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I thought she was yeah, a midwife. I thought she delivered. She's both. She, she, yeah, 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 she, she delivered both. the kid. She's a, yeah. yeah. 
He's a midwife too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So she was there for Tiana Taylor's uh, childbirth. That's crazy. I was like, damn, that's that's. Can you imagine Erica Badu being there? <laughs> <laughs> right. Hella spiritual. Yeah. Candles, sage burned. Hey, my grandmother. Let me tell you, my grandmother. You stupid. My grandmother's a midwife, bro. And back in, you know, of course, in their time, she she was delivered by a midwife. And the thing about it, when she was in the South, most black women had the delivered to a midwife. You know what I mean? To had afford, to be. Had to be. Yeah, you, you couldn't. They couldn't afford to go to the hospital. A lot of times they wouldn't even see black people in the hospital. So anyway. Um, it's funny, a lot of people in that time, like in, a, in, in I know in Mississippi, my grandmother has two birthdays. And her birthday from when the midwife, from the midwife delivery, and then when they had to go get their birth certificate, they would just give them the day that the mother went to go get the birth certificate for the kid. So my grandmother has a birthday in April and May. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um, it's, it's it's interesting, man. Like what you said, when you you know when I, I knew a little bit about that when she she was delivering some of my some of my aunts and everything, man. So it's kind of crazy. That's crazy. So, that is, yeah. That's, yeah. That's and then even with with the cultural implications of like midwifery and like what doulas do you know again when it goes back to you talking about being in the south and even you know um doula work or birth work in general because some people don't like the term doula because i think if you literally look up the definition of a doula it's like a female servant so you know people want to get technical it's like a servant like i'm not a slave but i mean as a doula you are serving people you are giving of yourself of your spirit to others like so, I mean, I'm a servant of the people, whatever. That's what I signed up yeah, for. So, yeah. mm-hmm. um, I mean, we have a giving heart and you like you or love what you're doing. I mean, that's, that's literally what you're signing up for to serve others. Um, but so, yeah, so doulas, we provide that uh, prenatal and, you know, pregnancy support, obviously during labor. And again, what that can look different. A lot of these hospitals are very resistant to doulas. Uh, because that's they, what they I, that was my next that are. was my next question how how do they receive in the medical in the medical industry you know like how are they you know are they looking like oh, here they here they come about the oh yeah it's definitely all about the approach um i mean i could only speak for what's going on in philadelphia i would assume in in other areas especially where race is like a super big thing you know Mm. i would assume you know in the south and sometimes maybe the midwest or whatever um doulas especially black doulas of course black anything but black doulas are i would assume would get a lot more pushback in the medical setting than you know being being maybe on the east coast or in areas that are more diverse um, but like I said, I, I definitely think it's all in the approach, you know, as a doula, you can't go in there thinking, you know, everything. And again, speaking up for the client or speaking on the doulas, I'm sorry, speaking on the client's behalf, because it's not your job. You're not there not to job. speak yeah. for the client. Right, right, um, right. and you're not a medical professional, but during, you know, labor and everything, it's the doula's uh, responsibility to provide comfort measures and whether that's, you know, massages or in- encouraging the client to, you know, switch positions while they're laboring that's good. and, you know, move around. And again, it, going back to that birth plan that you create with the client so that they, they know their options and they have a thing in place. And they're not scrambling. Um, and then also communicating with the client, like in the instance that, you know, if, if a client says they want to have a natural birth, but then the the doctor or the nurse practitioner says, oh, let's induce you. You know, well, that's not in the birth plan. So if anything, a doula can encourage them to say, wait a minute, let's pause this. You know, that that's not what you have on your birth plan. You know, remember, we talked about this before. We talked about what Pitocin is. Do you want that? Um, So just reminding the client of what their birth plan is whenever somebody suggests or tries to pressure them into something that doesn't fall in line with what they, you know, said that they wanted in the beginning. Um. But then, like I said, you know, that can be different. Obviously, with COVID, nowadays, I think most uh, clients are only allowed one support person. Um, but, again, that's why you have that conversation with the providers and everything mm-hmm. beforehand. You know, it's the doula's responsibility to do yeah. the research and find the policies of the hospital or the birth center. Um, and, you know, have everything in writing, communicate with the providers and, 
you know, move accordingly. I, I mm. may at some point have to provide, you know, that, that coaching through the labor and all that virtually. Um, so a, a doula is like a wedding planner for weddings, but for birth. <laughs> I right? guess in, in theory. Kinda, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you taking care, you handling, like you handling you know, appointments, you, you setting stuff right. up, you, you giving the advice, like, now this is how I should go. Like, you know, I, I I use that analogy or metaphor, however you want to call it, because <laughs> uh, I'm going through the wedding planning process. And so you, you explaining this stuff. I'm like, man, it sounds just like like <laughs> the weight, the weight that come off of my shoulders. And they're like, oh, yeah, this is how you should do it. Oh, this needs to be laid out like this. If they're trying to tell you X, Y, and Z at your venue, now I don't go for it. You kind of like saying the same thing as far as like doctor's appointments, like, you know, or when it comes down to delivery, like these are certain things you want to look out for. Just being that support system, advice, all of that, like, yeah. Handling and appointments. It, yeah, I like yeah. that. I love that. I was gonna say, so, and a lot of it is really like making sure um, clients know their rights and, and all of their options and, and how to advocate for themselves. Um, people, you know, especially black people, um, it's weird because we, we have this weird distrust of the medical system mm -hmm. for obvious and valid very valid reasons <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. but then on the flip side it's like but we don't do it uh, as a collective we don't do enough to to educate ourselves and to prevent us from having to rely on the system that we don't trust yeah you know you got to think too like i think like you said what i was sitting here thinking like when you were talking about some of the responsibilities and some of the advice that a doula may be able to give it's it, it'd be great you know outside of pregnancy because like you said man a lot of times black people don't go to the to the to the doctor until they're forced to go to the doctor until like mm -hmm. yeah. man something's wrong now i got to go but like you said uh Kayla you said that like a lot of times you know we're not doing some of the things to prevent going to the doctor and guess what most of the time when you're going to the doctor the doctor's going to be telling you something that's not good you know what i'm saying like mm. hey, you something know, you, you don't want to hear yeah something you don't yeah. want to hear yeah. you know what or i'm saying you, and you don't understand what happened exactly like, exactly. like so, you know sometimes these these doctors get to using the jargon and the medical terminology and it's like you know if you're again if you're not familiar with those and what's that and then they give you a, a pamphlet with even bigger words yeah. like that's that's not it, it's that consent because again if, if i'm you know here to for a condition or a procedure or something but i have no idea what's going on but i'm still signing paperwork like i do know what's going on that's not informed consent and in theory yeah. slash actuality that's against the law but yeah. it happens all the time because again yeah. people just shucking and jiving they're afraid to speak up for themselves they don't know how to speak up for themselves and that's what I was going to say right there like sometimes people just don't even know the questions to ask yeah. they're just like okay 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 and then they be like okay 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 when do I come back alright cool I'll be back here and you just don't know and you just know you gotta go pick up this medicine and you wonder how much it's gonna cost you don't know what the side effects are gonna be there's all these things that go in one and then you leave there after being there for an hour and a half two hours you mad cause you had to wait for an extra hour and then all these emotions is going through your head and you get home you be like I don't know <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying <laughs> right exactly <laughs> um, so yeah so um so yeah, so we provide the support during, um, and then of course after postpartum and everybody, obviously everybody does things differently. Everybody has a different approach to things. Um, but with postpartum, that to me, that's one of, I was going to say one of us, as, as if there's a whole bunch of different stages of pregnancy. Um, but postpartum, they often say that that's like the forgotten stage. Um, because you know, it's all the, the fluff around, Oh, she's pregnant or oh, they're pregnant. Oh, they're giving birth. Oh, congratulations. The baby's here. And then like, that's it. You know, people don't want to talk about the, the, the severe drop in hormones, the isolation, mm. the, you know, the physical changes that have gone on in a person's body. Um, and then depression you know, some, comes. Of, some of the mental, so, yeah, yeah, some of the yeah. mental and the mood disorders, yeah. um, and just juggling life, you know, if you have other children, if you have a spouse, if you don't have a spouse and you're by yourself, you know, getting back to work, all types of things. Yeah, um, so yeah. so I, I definitely and actually that's how I was like started doing my work, because, of course, I was trying to do all this in, in the midst of course, actually supposed to do my training in March and wasn't able to do it until July. Mm. Um, so. 
I wasn't, or at least for me, I didn't feel comfortable, you know, actually perform, um, practicing like birth and, and pregnancy doula work because I, I didn't know what I was doing. Um, gotcha. But I honestly, through research and just like immersing myself in as much, you know, research and stuff that I could get my hands on at the time, I have done like postpartum work. Um, but that's, that's some of the most important work because like I said, people just forget or, or don't, they didn't care from the beginning, but like I said, you know, once the baby comes, it's like, oh, okay, show's over. Yeah. And it's like, mm-hmm. that's when life first begins when that, when that baby <laughs> is here. That's um, almost like when the wedding's over. All right. The honeymoon stage is over. Okay. Now we got to coexist. Actually you know love each other. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, the pictures are old now. Uh, People stop talking about it. It's time to make this thing work, <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. so just I pr- dope, I provide man. pregnancy, birth, and postpartum support for birthers. What am I? That's dope, man. One of my last few questions about it is, um, like, does it cost if someone wants you as a client? Like the financial aspect of it, and someone's looking like, oh man, I'm gonna I'm 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 about to be pregnant. It'd be good to have someone like a doula on my side. And now that I know about it from the stakes is high, I'm gonna start looking into it. How does that process go of reaching out, or is it a is it a cost? You know, not to be in your pockets, but like just overall, just a general <laughs> general concept of it. Of how does that work? You know what I mean. So there is a cost, and now prices are definitely going to vary by you know state and and you know city or whatever. The same prices that I'm charging living in Philadelphia is not the same, or in my opinion, shouldn't be the same with somebody who like lives up in the Poconos or lives gotcha. in Bumblefuck, Pennsylvania in the mountains somewhere. Yeah. Um, but it costs. And, but I see, I call it, you know, an investment in the health and well being of yourself and your baby, because no one has the issue dropping 1200 on a gender reveal or, or a baby shower. Right. But then when it comes to having assistance that can literally can and will literally save your life, all of a sudden it's an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, def- it definitely costs. Yeah. Um, I mean, cause me, you got a lot of, you, you got a lot of roles. I mean, you got to think you're, you're a psychologist, you're a therapist, you're a, you, you, you helping with a medical assistant. You're a liaison. Yes, you, get... you organize stuff. And then <laughs> yeah. also, like, like TC mentioned, it's deaf. I didn't even think about that. Like a wedding plan. It's like orchestrating everything, helping. Yeah. Honestly, it's like, I, I'm your personal researcher. I'm your personal assistant. organizer. <laughs> literally, <laughs> pretty yeah. much. Literally. Everything. So, but I, up, leading up to that special day. And after. And after. And after. And I mean, for me, and you know, people can, or doulas can customize their obviously their services based on what the client needs or wants um but i know for me i want to well i offer at least a month or up to three months of postpartum support um because i mean it's necessary and some people you know different doulas do different things they may say you know only two uh postpartum appointments or something like that but from for my practice i don't limit the number of prenatal or postpartum appointments because everybody's different you know and that's what happens with with so many birthers after they give birth it's like okay let's let's run through the checklist and you know how are you feeling today you feel are you feeling suicidal are you feeling sad okay get out and like that's it but it's like okay that was like today what about a week from now when the hormones and all that are really setting in and you know my baby is screaming my baby has colic my baby has this my baby has that and I'm stressed and my other kid is being a jackass and and all types of stuff you know so um postpartum support is definitely definitely um very important but yes it costs but I offer I offer tears um, because there's the the full in person hands on 100 percent, and then again you know with COVID and just people's preferences in general, yeah. um, I do offer like virtual support. So obviously that's going to be cheaper than um, in person because you know I'm not driving around. There's not yeah. that it's the it's that time component that's taken away yeah. when it comes to you know offering virtual services. So. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it costs, so. but I have tears. I offer tears. Yeah, no, I was just, you know, I, you know, I just somebody. And there you go. Yeah, I, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and um, 
so to do like let's just say because i know you're in philly let's just say someone's in chicago is it just a general search of just putting in you know doula or is there like a website or you know is it just like individual i know it's personalized because you have your own website but is it basically just doing a general search for looking for doulas in that state or is there like a doula website <laughs> you got to cert- be certified through a database um, a database yeah. They, yeah, yeah they they do have databases cuz there are like nationally recognized organizations that certify people to become okay. doulas and so those big organizations like they have and you you can if you type in you know doulas near me or something those yeah. organizations will pop up um but i personally i chose to receive my training under someone who's black so of course they're not or i won't say of course but they're not as they're not as established as you know the nationally recognized brand by white people um those organizations so i'm not you know i'm not on anybody's database um but like you said you know because i've established myself individually um you know, I do have my own website, but if anyone is anywhere, they can literally Google, you know, doulas near me. Or I gotcha. say what's what's usually better sometimes is to go on social media like Instagram and look through like hashtags and find people mm-hmm. that way. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That's honestly how I started to get connected and plugged in in the doula scene in, you know, Philadelphia. And actually, I've been through because of hashtags and social media, I've been able to plug in in other cities as well because I want to be a traveling doula like I, I love traveling you know me Jones I love traveling yeah, yeah. so any excuse to travel um so I've actually kind of plugged in in Las Vegas and Dallas um as well so yeah social media and especially Instagram I'm I don't know about Twitter because I don't really I don't use Twitter for that but Instagram for sure has been a great way for me to like find other um Froze and... Oh, there she go. He froze up a little bit. We hear them Philly streets in the background. Yeah, <laughs> of course. I'm looking like this. Like, just we talk be... a little bit louder next time. I'm surprised <laughs> I ain't heard the bikes go through on 12. <laughs> I know. That's that's the main thing I was worried about. I said, I watched me be in this car, and it's going to be a bunch of sirens and a bunch of cars. Because people love riding. I like I said, I love 58 Street. People love riding down 58 Street, revving up their Hellcats. And, and, the, and the boys <laughs> on their bikes and everything. It's been a lot of cops that have rode by since we've been on the phone, but they were they were quiet. So that's okay. surprising. Cool, man. That's <laughs> he said. He said the dirt bikes rolling through. That's how they beat it. Philly, yeah. Yeah. I've been to we Philly one time. Bikes. Yo, I went to Philly one time for <laughs> a work trip, right? And and it was just me and my boss. Um, she's a white woman. Like she's her <laughs> mid thirties as well. Actually, and um, you like so we just, just come on, dog. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we about the same age, just leave it there. there um, <laughs> but yeah, we all the way to the hotel that we, you know, our, our, the host hotel, and your whole string of boys on their bikes went through. The, hey. I was like, oh, like yeah, I got, yeah. I got hype, I got hype. <laughs> like, Isn't it lit? Like, it's like, different. A, like it's yeah, so she lit. Had a whole Different look on her face, like, and she looking at me like, "Why are you excited?" I'm like, "Yo, it's a Philly thing. Like, I feel, I feel welcome now. Like, I just saw the, the, the boy come through on the bike. I'm here. I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm Philly. That's it. You know, I got yes. me. A, I, I took a late night trip to uh, what's the name? Uh, what's the Philly cheese joint? Uh, that everybody go to, but it ain't the best because it's not. Uh, the you go to Philly. Tell me you went to uh, uh Pasagino's. Nah, um, yeah, I did. Oh. Yeah, I went to Geno's. I went to Geno's. Oh gosh, no, you're not. You no. Don't. I mean, somebody you can go there for the picture, but yeah, somebody no. told me I should have gone to. Uh, damn, what's what's the best one out there? Give me like your top to three. To me, Matt, I like you. Max's. Um, oh. I never been to Jimmy's, but a lot of people say uh, Jimmy's. And um, what's the other one? D'Alessandro's. I don't. I came down. Was it Ishkabibbles? Did they tell you Ishkabibbles? I don't know. I can't even remember. They said it was like on the way out of town, like heading towards New York. What? Yeah. For Philly? Philly. Yep. They lying. Because literally, if the cheesesteak is not made in Philadelphia, it's not good. And I, I, 
it well, doesn't it's matter. In Philly, but, it's just in that on that side of town. Like head, like I, I couldn't tell you if that's south. Going going up towards New York, that'll just be North Philly, or I guess Northeast, depending. But yeah, but anyway, I don't, ain't nobody, ain't no good they, place in the Northeast. They, yeah, they said that. <laughs> I, I went to the wrong spot. I went to the wrong spot, so I gotta, Gino, I gotta do it over. You know, I'm mad you went to Geno's. <laughs> I hate when black people tell me they went to Geno's. That's like the. The Italian, well, you virtually you was definitely an Italian town because Pasadena's, you know, they're across the street from each other. That's like the Italian area. It's poor meat, overpriced, and they put the cheese whiz on there. Like, oh my gosh, I'm sad. I, 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 I told him no, because that's weird to me. Yeah, I I've think never, cheese whiz on. I'm like, ugh. <laughs> I said, no, I don't know All cheese that salt- whiz. No. <laughs> All right, so I'm, glad, I'm glad you advocated for yourself in that moment and told them Absolutely. no cheese whiz. But yes, when people, it, I'm I'm sad for you. You you have to come back. You need a do over. I will give you a whole itinerary of places you need, food places you need to visit when you come Pats. to Philly. Pats, that's the that's the place. Did you oh Pats? no, yeah, Pats is across the street from Gino's. No, nah, that ain't it then, because it wasn't across the street. It's another one. I'm gonna tell you. We might not figure it out this episode. <laughs> but when I figure it out, I'm going to tag you. I'm going to tag you. <laughs> right, right. I'm, I'm over here searching now, like, best best cheesesteak in Philly. Yeah, crazy. They ain't going to tell you, man. That's what they be like. They're going to tell you passing Geno's nasty asses. Horrible. <laughs> Horrible. Yeah, them holding the wall places ain't going to come up. Exactly. Well, Madison isn't necessarily holding the wall. It's just in the hood. Um, yeah. <laughs> It's definitely in the hood. <laughs> But it's it's literally like Tony Luke's. That's it. Tony Luke's. Oh, okay. So okay. So Tony Luke's is in South. Tony Luke's is. South. It's all right. It's all right. It ain't. It ain't. Uh, is it better I mean, than it's, Gino's? It's one of those. Uh, I would say. I would say it's definitely better than passing Gino's. Okay. Going <laughs> to the market and buying the meat and cooking it at home is better than passing Gino's. Honestly. <laughs> literally, the poppy store platter is better than passing Gino's. Damn, that's correct. Yeah. <laughs> oh, anybody okay. traveling to Philly? There you go. Yeah, yeah holla at Kayla. Yes, hit me up. I'll yeah. I'll create an itinerary for you. Yeah, man. Well, Kayla, we're gonna get out of here, but before we go, man, tell them where they can find you. Tell them where all your uh social media and all that stuff, the, the infused goodies and <laughs> social media, all that good stuff. <laughs> Everything. All right. So it, y'all gonna think I'm crazy, but I have a lot. So my personal page, right, is underscore underscore kilogram. That's my personal page. I also, you know, I mentioned creating an itinerary for food and everything. So I do have a blog. Um, I blog. Well, obviously with um, Corona, I haven't had too much to blog about this year. But um, so on my blog, I do blog about like traveling and food and general health and wellness stuff. Um, so the links to all that is, of course, in my bio on Instagram. Um, but my blog is Kayla is creative and that's creative with a K dot com. And um, for the infused food, the Instagram for that is underscore the Emerald Boutique. And um, then for the Emerald Doula, the Instagram is the Emerald Doula. And then I have a website and everything, but I haven't paid for my domain yet. So it's like this long extra thing. But the link to my Instagram, all my Instagrams and my blog and my doula website, all that is in the, um, I have my link trees and everything. So the links are in my bios. There you go. And we will have her tagged on all our social media, you know. So Killer, thanks for coming through. Thanks for having yeah, yeah. me. Yeah, man, you definitely, <laughs> you definitely educated me on this when we first talked about it, and I'm sure other people are listening. Like, yo, I didn't know that was a possibility, and or you know, hopefully this will help anyone that is, you know, pregnant, pregnant and scared, and maybe can have, you know, can have oh, a resource, yeah. have a resource out there that can, you know, that can give them some, um, give them some guidance, you know. So yeah. Yeah, I learned. don't be afraid. Please reach out to me. I um I'm a very approachable person. As long as you don't approach me on no BS. But <laughs> I'm very and I will let you know if you're on your BS professionally, nicely. Um unless she you will. fuck with me, then I'll get bucked with you. But <laughs> I say all that to say I'm I'm a very approachable person and I, I really care. It 
boils my blood to hear about how so many of us suffer unnecessarily at the hands of these quote unquote medical providers. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times it's just, it's just education, educating yourself. We can sit here and we can study these sneakers and study these athletes and study these celebrities. But when it literally comes to life-saving information, reading a you know a five-minute article or listening to a two-minute video on on Instagram or Twitter, all of a sudden it's like I, you don't know what Google is, you don't know what social media is. So the information is out there, y'all. It's accessible. Most of it is free. Um, you know, educate yourselves. And if you need help, holler at me. I'm I'm here. I'm, I'm waiting. I'm ready to do it. There you go. Kayla gave the last word, man. I ain't got to say nothing. Straight up. Straight up. Yeah, man. And TC, man, if they want to listen to this episode over and over and over and over, and they want to listen to any of our past episodes, where can they find us, brother? At Stasis High Pod. That's on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All of our episodes you can find on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. And if you have any comments, questions, concerns, or interested in being a guest on the show, please shoot us an email at stakeshighpod at gmail.com. Chill. 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 Hey, man. Kayla, thank you again. Thank you guys for tuning in to this week's episode. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Uh, man, tell mm-hmm. somebody out there, man, if they got some, if they just want to look into doulas in their areas, if they are pregnant, at least just reach out and, you know, hey, man, just inquire and see what it's about. You know. Yes, sir. All right. Everybody, thank you for listening to the Stakes is High podcast. Peace. Peace.